Wow. Easter Sunday morning. I think a year ago on Easter Sunday, it was me and, and a camera in this room. And, and what a wonderful difference today. Have you ever wondered what that first Easter Sunday morning was like? What was that like on that first Easter Sunday? Well, Matthew's gospel tells us that it was something like this. I'm going to read it from the message translation. It was something like this. After the Sabbath, as the first light of the new week dawned, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to keep vigil at the tomb. Suddenly, the earth reeled and rocked under their feet as God's angel came down from heaven came right up to where they were standing. He rolled back the stone, and then he sat on it. Shafts of lightning blazed from him. His garments shimmered snow white. The guards at the tomb were scared to death. They were so frightened that they couldn't move. The angel spoke to the women. There is nothing to fear here. I know you're looking for Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. He is not here. He was raised just as he said. Come and look at the place where he was placed. Now, get on your way and go and tell the disciples he is risen from the dead he, and, and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. So you will see him there. This is the message. O-M-G. Oh, my goodness. Wow. The women found an open grave and an empty tomb. The power of open is our theme this year. But there is no greater demonstration of the power of open than the open grave and the empty tomb of Jesus Christ on Resurrection Sunday. But why does that matter so much to us today in the 21st century? Why does an open grave and an empty tomb matter to us right now. What does the resurrection of Jesus mean for you and your family this morning? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus means so much to us because God included us in it. We read in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. God included us with him. What has happened to Jesus 
has happened to me. I died with him. I was buried with him. I have been raised to new life with him. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted in the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead. You were dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Dead. You were dead. But God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Somebody. Man, Jesus undid sin and he disarmed Satan. His victory over them, sin and Satan, was for us. And somehow God has included us in the entire Easter event. His victory over them was for us. Colossians chapter 2. And verse 20, you have died. You have died with Christ. And he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. That's what he did on the cross. He disarmed the devil. He disarmed the devil. He forgave our sin. And you died with Christ. He has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. Because God included us with Christ in his death, his burial, and his resurrection, my sin is under his blood and Satan is under my feet. That's what resurrection life is all about. And this, this is all his work. He bought this. He paid for this with his own blood, sweat, and tears. It was his will to do this. And now, I have gone from my insurrection to his resurrection. From my imperfection to his resurrection. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, this means that anyone, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. A new life has begun. 
Thank you, Lims and Margaret, for being so authentic and transparent and vulnerable on, on the screen. But we could see, we can see in you the new life. And this is what we can see in each other. A new life has begun because of his open grave and his empty tomb. My old life is gone and a new life has begun. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 15, he died for everyone. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life, he died for everyone, so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. How can you tell if you have new life or not? I can tell you how, because you no longer live for yourself. Old life is all about me living for me. Old life is all about me being all about me. And I'll try to get you to be as much about me as I can. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Resurrection life is your new life. It is my new life. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, but God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, we were dead because of our sins. He gave his life. He gave, he gave his life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by grace that you have been saved. Watch this. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. He raised you and me from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So, watch this. So God can point to us in all the future ages. He's just going to, watch this. This is what God's going to do in future ages, future ages to come. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Jesus Christ. You will forever in ages to come be someone that God's going to point to as an example of his kindness and his mercy and his grace because he included you in the death and in the burial and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are united with him, with him in his death, with him in his burial, with him in his resurrection. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we have new life. And you know what? It just gets better. You think, wait, 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 wait. How, how? That's pretty good. Oh, it's so good. But it's not all. It's not all. It's like Andrew Paik. Wait, there's more. <laughs> because the truth is, there's more resurrection to come. There's more to come. Watch. Romans chapter 8, 
Verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that's you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. You have, already, you have already been raised in a new life, but you will soon be raised in a new body. Resurrection has come and it's still coming. The passion says it this way. Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. I got resurrection going on inside of me, but it's coming on the outside of me as well. Buddy, you get a new body. <laughs> Come on. You get, listen to what the Bible says. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 21. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Yippee! The first resurrection comes when God gives me new life in Jesus Christ. The second resurrection comes when he gives me a new body to accommodate the new life. First Corinthians six, verse 14, God will raise us from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord Jesus from the dead. We just sang this song. I like the words in this song. Resurrection power runs in my veins too. First Corinthians 15, 53, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. There is a resurrection today, new life in Christ, forgiveness from sin and the defeat of the devil. And there is a resurrection tomorrow when my temporary body is transformed into a glorious eternal body. Second Corinthians 5, verse 4. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. Oh, come on, somebody. The older you get, buddy, it starts dragging and sagging. Gravity starts working, baby. I'm telling you, it's working. It's working. I know you're young and beautiful right now, but wait a minute. <laughs> While we live in these earthly bodies, we creak and squeak and we groan and we sigh. Lord, help us. Oh, that felt good. Watch this. But it's not, it's not that we want to die. I don't want to die. It's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, here it is, we want to put on. We want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. Easter is about him and it's about me 
with him. It's about you with him. It's about your family with him. It is us with him. You know, the New Testament teaches us that we are crucified with him, buried with him, risen with him, seated with him. We are one spirit with him. We are workers together with him. We, are, we have been made alive together with him. We will appear with him in glory. We reign with him. And that we are joint heirs together with him. With him. With him. My two most favorite words in the English language are with him. With him. Estoy con él. O te ia. Saya dingandia. Yet some zinim. I am with him in English and every other language I can massacre. <laughs> it's like, it's like, who are you? I'm with him. <laughs> well, what are you doing here? I'm with him. Who do you think you are? No, no, I, I, I'm with him. How did you get in here? I'm with him. See, this is exactly what happened to me some years ago. You know, when you fly a lot of miles with Qantas, you can sometimes get into the different Qantas lounges, all right? So they've got these lounges. They've got the Qantas lounge. That's so cool. First time I ever went in there, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. <laughs> and then they have the business lounge. Oh, buddy. And then, every now and then, if you're lucky enough, they have the International First Class Lounge. But there's this other lounge. It's, in an, it's, it's secret. There's no sign on the door. You don't even know that you walk right. You don't even, it's called the Chairman's Lounge. The Chairman's Lounge. And only the, the biggest, biggest, richest, richest, who, do, who is, who is, you know. And, but one, 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 week, one week, I was flying to Melbourne. And I have a buddy that's a very successful chairman of a business and who lives in Melbourne, and we met at the airport, and that buddy brought me in to the chairman's lounge. Who are you? I'm, I'm, I'm with him. <laughs> what are you doing here? I, I, I came in on his card. Who do you think you are? I know, I know, I know. But I'm with him. I'll tell you what's more important than where you're traveling is who you're traveling with. I'm with him. I love being with him. I love doing life with him. I just could not imagine doing life without him. I'm with her. I've been with her for 46 years. I'm not with anyone else. I'm with her. And I've only been with her. I'm with her and I'm with him. I am with her and I am with him. Now let me ask you this Easter Sunday. Why would you want to do life without him? Why would you go your own way, be led astray, and miss the day 
of your salvation. Jesus said this, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The way to new life and eternal life and resurrection life is not the popular, fashionable, widely held, well-liked, trendy, or in vogue way. That's not the way to life, to eternal life, to abundant life. As a matter of fact, Jesus said it like this. I'm going to ask the team to come forward. This is my last scripture. No, no, the way to life, the way to new life, the way to victorious life, resurrection life, it's not the well-liked, trendy way. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. I'm telling you the truth on Easter Sunday morning. Jesus says in Matthew 7, come to God through the narrow gate. Because the wide gate and broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. The narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life. So few even find it. Some of you right now are standing in front of that gate. There's this wide gate. It's so popular, it's so trendy, it's so well-liked, but it leads to destruction. And there's this narrow gate that leads to life, eternal life. And this is Resurrection Sunday, and I've got to tell you, I'm with him. I don't deserve to be here. I'm just here with him. I don't deserve to go where he's taken me. I'm just going with him. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided that that narrow gate is truly the gate that has, that has led me to the life that I have and recommend to every person in Jesus Christ. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided that I am not going to live without Jesus. And I have decided that I'm not going to die without Jesus. Why? Why would you want to live without him? Why would you want to die without him? Why would you follow your own way when he is the way, the truth, and the life? Could I pray over you this morning before our team leads us and Mitch comes? Actually, would you stand with me while I pray over you? Resurrection Sunday, an open grave, an empty tomb. The resurrection power flows in my veins too. Thank you, Father, that you would include someone like me in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that I could have new life today because Jesus came out of that grave and that one day I will have a new body that will accommodate the eternal life. And Father, today I make a clarion call to men and women who might be standing there in front of that gate going their own way, going their own way. But it's not the way that leads to life. It's not the way that leads to eternal life. It's not the way that leads to victorious life. Jesus, you are the way. And I boldly declare, and I humbly declare as I embrace Jesus personally, as I embrace Jesus with my own love and my own heart, I declare Jesus is the way. He is the way. Do not choose the broad path that leads to destruction. Choose the narrow path that leads to life. Today, make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray this. I pray this over those at home right now, those listening by a podcast, those watching, Lord, outside the building. And for every person standing in this building right now, I pray this prayer. Oh, Jesus, may we become today totally committed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.